Hey everyone, my name is Morgan and welcome to episode one of Starting From Scratch. Starting From Scratch is a podcast that my girlfriend Bertha and I decided to start to discuss our journey of entrepreneurship and other people's journeys of starting their own things from scratch. Because it's a show about people currently in the process of building, I think it will provide a unique level of insight on the various things we discuss because the details are so fresh. In this week's episode, Bertha and I discussed the Amazon reselling business we recently started operating, who we think the opportunity is for, and how someone can get started. Enjoy. So do you want to introduce like our first oper- our first business that we're actually operating on? Yes, so the very first business we operate is an Amazon business. What we do is we source products from various different categories. So we do toys, we do home and kitchen, we do what else? sporting and outdoor like things. Mm-hmm. And um, we source from a variety of different, we source from a variety of different um, retailers, retailers, mm-hmm. wholesalers, like retailers and like stores that you go to every day, so like Walmart's, Canadian Tires, um, and that portion of like the Amazon business world is called retail arbitrage, and then there's another portion called online arbitrage, and that's basically when you source online. So it's basically when you do online shopping, and what can happen is you can have the items delivered to your home, and you do all the shipping and prepping and sending it to Amazon, so that Amazon can distribute it to customers that purchase through their website. That's called f- FBA or Fulfillment what, what is Amazon. FBA? Okay, yeah. Oh my god, that was clear. It's a like clear acronym and I didn't even know it. Anyways, and um or during online arbitrage, you can also have the products shipped directly to a fulfillment center that's not run by Amazon, but run by a whole bunch of run by like somebody else. And that person's job is to like prepare your products and ship it to Amazon for you. So that's like the route you can go if you never want to see your products. And then another one in the Amazon world, if you'd like to call it, is wholesale. So that's basically when you partner with wholesalers. And that stage, I always call it like stage three or a bit of the toughest stage because you actually have to go and get your business registered and you have to go and get a license to sell products. And yeah. Did I miss anything? And in case it wasn't clear... I think it was, but we source the products from these places and sell them on Amazon.ca and Amazon.com. Yes. We started on .ca and the reason being because we felt like .ca was an easier place to get our feet wet, basically learning how shipments are supposed to be prepared, how we get them out, how long it takes for them to be processed and posted on Amazon, like everything. It really taught us, it really helped us learn um, in a pool that's a little bit smaller because .ca doesn't get as much traffic as .com so that once we got to the stage that we felt like we were ready for .com and we had more information about the industry we were kind of ready we were like ready to jump in and .com because we had practiced like I like to say in .ca mm-hmm. but even till today we still sell some products on .ca and we still sell some products on .com we mm-hmm. use both alright so let's talk about why we first started the business yeah go what, ahead what was your reason um I always knew that I wanted to own my own business and I'm a very creative person and I felt like when Morgan brought it to me, like it's like a side hustle, you know, everybody needs extra money on the cat, (laughs) extra money on the cash, everybody needs extra money in their pocket and I felt like um, the Amazon business was a good way for me to learn how to run a business and like how to deal with numbers because I'm not a numbers person, like 
I like suck at math, so um, it really allowed me to, yeah, just learn how a business runs. How about for you? Why'd you want to do it? Uh, probably the main thing was I wanted to taste like what real entrepreneurship actually was. Yeah. Right. Like the reason I say real is because I know how easy it is to say like. I'm an entrepreneur Or an entrepreneur is what people like to say. in reality, not actually be working towards building a business that will earn you money. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I think it was just to start trying something that I knew would actually earn us money so I could taste what it's like to be an actual entrepreneur and then see if it was something I liked, right? See if it was something I wanted to do, but also... Like, it is something I wanted to do now that I've tasted it. Mm-hmm. And I had that inclination before starting, but... It kind of helped validate it once yeah. you got started. And also, another reason I wanted to start was because I know that doing something allows you to... Is, like, the best way and sometimes the only way to learn certain things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wanted to get in the actual game of doing it so that I could learn things that books and class wouldn't teach me. So you felt like school didn't prepare you for the entrepreneurial world then? No. Why? Because, like, people, I think the way people think about it is in school you learn about, like, for instance, your your degree had, like, a business portion to it, so you probably learned, like, bookkeeping and, like, how to deal with numbers and stuff like that, but you still felt like that didn't prepare you for entrepreneurship. So does that mean you don't think school is important for an entrepreneur? Uh, probably not. I think, really? Yeah, no, I think actually getting into the practice of building a business, trying to earn money, like what an entrepreneurship actually, what an entrepreneur actually does, mm-hmm. you can do that at any age, so, and I think that's a far better teacher than school would be. For an entrepreneur? Yeah, for an entrepreneur. There's some things you have to do that require school. Yeah. 100%. Like, a lot of the... I guess we didn't touch on this, but we're kind of... We still dabble in the stage one, so retail arbitrage and stage two online arbitrage, but we mostly do wholesale. And even in that, I feel like school kind of prepared me to be a better entrepreneur in the sense that I... Like, all those speeches that we had to do when we were younger and stuff like that where you were like, my god like why am I doing this and like being able to effectively communicate with people Mm -hmm. really helped when it came to wholesale because the reason why we landed our first account was because I was being I was able to effectively communicate with the account manager but was it your first call that we landed our first official call yeah really yeah like our very first wholesaler is the first official call I ever did remember I was like you know what like, I'm tired of just writing a script down on my laptop. I'm just going to call one. And I called one. And at the end of the day, we have to remember that they're trying to run a business, too. And, like, they're as human as we are. So I just tried to connect with them on a deeper level. You think school is where you learned that communication? I think maybe I would have had the genetic underlying factors there or, like, environmental factors there that helped me. Like, I could have already been a good communicator, But I feel like school helped me put some of that in practice. Like, I feel like, I don't know, it's, like, weird. Like, the idea of do you go to school if you want to be an entrepreneur or do you not 
for me is a very gray zone. I feel like school teaches you the the basics. Yeah. It helps you develop those basic skills and it's up to you like you said why you decided to want to start the Amazon business. It's up to you to go and find those things that will help you put what you learn into action and will help you learn more. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think school introduces you to a lot of concepts, but like there's so many things that you just touch on, which, you know, you need to learn those things through experience. Mhm. Like, for example, the difference between cash flow and profit. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like I knew they weren't the same in yeah. school, right? But it's not until you actually have to start managing your cash position, right? And in, su- in a business like this where it's important because you earn money by spending money, mm-hmm. right? It's important to have that cash position so you can spend it like continuously spend money so you can continuously earn the money Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until starting to do this and actually having to manage a cash position however small it was that you learn like the actual details like i think that's why we gravitated towards the amazon business was it was easy to set up Mm -hmm. and then it was it was like accelerated learning it's like you know those accelerated nursing courses i felt like it was like an accelerated business course and capital allocation. You can have like 10 different products, right? Yeah. That are all good in its own right. But it's up to you to decide how much money you're going to put to each. Yes. Based on the potential return, like the sales volume, the risk involved. Like and then, if all of a sudden demand goes away or whatever. Yeah, right? and then based on Amazon's analytics, which I guess a lot of people don't know about, but Amazon actually has its own set of analytics that kind of tells you how a product has been doing over the past years that it's been posted. So it's taking all of that in account plus taking Amazon analytics into account, which in the beginning was not easy to read, like understanding all those charts and understanding where to find the best software to help us better understand the analytics. That was a struggle. Let's talk about who this opportunity is for and how they can get started. Yeah. So who do you think this opportunity is for? I think this opportunity is for people who want to earn, start earning some extra money. Yeah. Anybody. quickly, right? Yeah. Like within two weeks of the initial idea, we were making money. I know. We were profitable. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't mean we had cash in the bank, but we were profitable. (laughs) Um, And also... For, again, people who want to taste what actual entrepreneurship actually might be like. Yeah. To see if it's something they're interested in. Right? But, and again, to do it quickly. Because yeah. this, is, this is a very quick business to get into. Like, for me, I think the people that this would work for, too, adding to what you said, people that have, like, there's no age restriction. Like, you could be a high schooler and start off, like, slowly start saving all the, the cash grandma gives you for your birthday and like have like 500 bucks and with those 500 bucks source products and go find products and create your Amazon account which is $339 a month 30 depends if you're in Canada or the states yeah. So, yeah but either way sign up for the account and you have to pay a monthly fee to have an account with Amazon but if you're selling products at a high volume that fee on almost becomes nothing um but any age you can be 16 you can be Get your parents' approval. <laughs> you could be 16 
or you could be 80 and you could still do this. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing that kept me going through the Amazon business is I love shopping. Like when we were doing retail arbitrage and online arbitrage, like that was my thing. I used to like fixate and spend hours in front of the computer. You don't have to do this, right? It's like up to you, whatever you, whatever works for you, works for you. But I used to like to spend hours at the computer, like two to three hours a day at the computer going through products and like seeing if uh, how much we can make off this product and like so did it satisfy your craving oh shop? yes you definitely like you definitely helped me shop less for my own things because i was spending all my time shopping for the business like i would go on my computer and anytime i had free time instead of going through instagram or like scrolling through facebook which i don't really use facebook anymore that much but whenever i was like scrolling through instagram I'd, instead of doing that, I would now spend my time and be like, well, let me just check what's on Canadian Tire today. Or, like, let me just check what's going on on Walmart.ca. Or, like, let me use this program. There are, like, specific programs that kind of help you see a variety of products within your buying criteria. Let me, like, check this quickly. So this is for shoppers. Yeah, if you're a shopaholic and you're good at finding deals, like, your mom Start. is amazing at finding deals... Like, people that are, like, you know those deal finders? Like, when you go shopping with your friend and they're, like, I just found this skirt that was, like, $100 for, like, 20 bucks, And you're, like, what the fuck? Those are the friends you should be telling them to start an Amazon business because they know how to look for the deals. And they can start earning money mm-hmm. by doing it instead of just spending it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the point. Yeah. But all while satisfying this, like, craving to shop. Yeah. It's hmm. fun. Interesting. And even if you don't like shopping, eventually, you'll like if you're the type of person that's watching and listening to this, and you're like, "Well, I hate shopping, so why would I like to do this?" Morgan also hates shopping. How much do you hate shopping? A lot. Like you actually hate. I've never seen somebody that hates shopping more than you, actually. And even Morgan found himself sometimes going through products instead of spending his time on social pages, because it kind of becomes like this habit. You're kind of like, "Oh, I just found one product that gives me a return. Like gives me a." 90% return on my investment what can I find that's better like how do I beat this product so it's it's interesting it's like this weird reward dopamine cycle I think that goes with for me the product finding like doing that was just it was putting in the work to run the business right like yeah oh. that's all it was for me but for you would you say it was that or like actually no, satisfying a craving to shop. I actually satisfy a craving. So I actually think that with the dopamine um, reward system or reward loop, I actually think that it had a lot to do with why I was finding a lot of products. Because most of our products, when we first started off, I sourced them. I found them. Like we went and did all the work together, but I was usually the one that made the initial, oh my gosh, look at this product. Mm-hmm. And then you'd come in with all your like analytic crap. <laughs> That's important. But you'd be like, what's the return on investment? How was it doing last year? And, and like all that stuff. But it was like the, I found a product. How do I beat it? It becomes like a little competition within yourself. You're like, how do I get a better product? How do I make more money off of this product? Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. You so didn't know that that's what, that's what kept me going. No. You didn't notice that I used to like spend five hours on the I Canadian tire website. <laughs> think it was like super enjoyable it was yeah. for me it wasn't like watching the money fall into the account or watching sales no. go through like for me it was it was like the process like do you know what i mean like the in-between of getting there like finding the product going to the store and getting it and then getting to the store and then being like oh what else is there out there like that wasn't online that we can maybe look at 
Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed those days. Good yeah. days. Because now we deal more with wholesalers, so it's less like having to go and, and find products or having to pick up products in store. It's more like we just go through a catalog and order products. Still fun. Less fun. But still fun. <laughs> so how to get started. I would say for Canadians. Let's give them steps. Step one. For Canadians. Okay. Spend a maximum of two days on YouTube learning about the opportunity. A maximum, though, not a minimum. Yeah. You don't want to, like, bury yourself in pondering and learning too much. Yeah. You just want to get to doing as quickly as you can. Yeah, but learn about the opportunity. Learning, learn about the logistics of running the business. Learn about how to determine whether a product is a good decision to buy or not mm -hmm. right and then from there step two would be open up an amazon seller central account and download the seller central app on your phone step three would be determine how much money you're willing to put up for it and it can be like anything pretty much like 200 as low as 200 dollars i think we put up two thousand dollars initially mm -hmm. you can do more whatever whatever you're most comfortable with and you have the means to do yes so step number four is a lot easier if you have a vehicle so for someone who doesn't have a vehicle find someone who does and join in on the business with them like bring them in onto the business um, and then together or individually if you have a car if you're in Canada, I would say drive to your nearest Canadian tire store and begin scanning every item in the toys, sporting goods, home and kitchen, and gardening sections. Scan every item with the Amazon Seller Central app and you will probably find enough opportunities to turn the X dollars you put into the business into 1.5 X dollars in one month. I would say that's about what we did mm -hmm. and that's pr that's probably like the easiest way to get started in the business and then you can learn the nuances from there once you're actually doing right and then grow from there begin branching into other sourcing areas and stuff like that yeah well I guess there's one more section of the Amazon industry that we didn't talk about which is private label which yeah. is kind of like so there's retail arbitrage, go to your store, get a friend that has a car, or if you drive, go to your store, take your Amazon sellers app, scan a whole bunch of products in the toy section, try and find something that gives you a high return on your investment. And then you have online arbitrage, don't need a friend, don't need a car, <laughs> just do it from the comfort of your home, in your pajamas. But because of that, there's also more people doing it because it's easier. Yes. Because right? you just sit there. Yeah. But and I, I, we actually found that with online arbitrage, there are a lot of times where you see something and you're like, oh, this is a great deal. And then you go on Amazon and you can tell that all the other sellers have also found this deal and they're all priced um, just enough to undercut you. So like you make a dollar. Those are not worth it. Um, and then you have wholesales. That's literally when you are a registered business and you have to go through and get your reselling certificate and get your tax certificate. And then there's private label. And that's basically like when you, I, I guess, drop shipping is how I would describe it. It's like when you partner with manufacturers and wholesalers from like Alibaba and like AliExpress and 
you source your products from there. So you get like phone cases and things like that in bulk. And then they come to your location or one centralized location. You add your own label to it, hence private label. And then you ship it out to Amazon and they sell it for you. And we have no experience with that. No. So I don't think we, we probably won't dabble in private label for years. I just think it's too much work. Like having to get your own marketing strategy into place, having to make your own labels. Like, why? (laughs) One thing I'll say also is I think this opportunity is pretty early in its progression. Just because I think almost anybody can start, like, with very little barriers to entry. Mm -hmm. There's very little competition on some product listings. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, all these things that indicate it's not too competitive, not too many people have gotten on it yet, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, will go away eventually. So, it's good to take advantage of it now. Yeah. Hop on the train before it departs. If it's something <laughs> that is of interest to you. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's a good business for you. Yeah. How about we dabble into uh, the U.S. side of things? So we gave them what it's like to be a Canadian seller. Mm. That's the steps you have to go through. How about on the U.S. side? Want to touch on that? Canadian going to U.S.? Yeah. Um, It's pretty similar, I think. It's very similar. I think you can find uh, products within Canada for .com. So the sourcing, I don't think, initially would change at all. No, yeah. Still go to a, a Canadian retailer. But I think... One thing that you're missing is that competition is completely different. Like, USA has so much more competition because it has so much more traffic. And USA is very restricted. So not restricted in the sense of what you... um, Yeah, so restricted in the sense of what you can actually buy and what categories you can actually sell in. So while you're going out to Canadian Tire and you're sourcing and you want to get your products from .ca to .com, which... Maybe we'll do episode or another episode on specifics for USA, but this will just be quick. Um, you have to make sure that you're not restricted in that category. I'll tell you straight off the bat, most people that start on USA accounts are restricted in toys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you're always restricted in toys, and eventually as you increase your sales, Amazon will start unlocking a few toys. But until you kind of get that wholesale account landed and you can actually get the right documentation then you can become um, unrestricted in, in toys. Or I also think it's like when you sell a certain amount, but I'm not sure what that amount is. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. Whereas, like, <laughs> on .ca, you can almost sell every single toy. Right. Except for Fisher-Price. <laughs> and often less competitively. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, USA, fast-moving, fast traffic, products are in and out quickly. .ca, they take a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. But you're less restricted, so you kind of get to play around with seeing if you understand how the industry works and how your system of finding products works, which I think is why we started on on .ca, because Mm. we kind of were able to learn, okay, this is the mistake we made with this product and why it's moving slowly. And we were able to catch all those mistakes early on so that when we went to USA, we're like, okay, if this was a .ca product, we were selling on .ca, it would be moving at like this pace so on usa it should be about this pace Mm -hmm. so i feel like i feel like it's important to start at .ca because you kind of have that barrier to to learn more 
Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to the first episode of Starting From Scratch. I think the key takeaway from the discussion we just had is if entrepreneurship interests you, but you don't know how to get started, then Amazon reselling is a relatively fast and easy business to start, so you can quickly start executing and seeing if entrepreneurship is something you want to pursue further.